Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King. On Sports 106.1. Good morning, everyone. July 16th. And where do I start? I have been receiving hundreds of texts, hundreds of questions. People wanting to know, what do you know? What do I know? I know that a team that I've watched since being able to watch football is in the midst of a name change, but wait, there's more. So many apparent layers to this onion. As you keep peeling it back, it stinks more than the layer before folks. I love this football team, the Washington Redskins, red tails, red wolves, whatever you're going to call them. I love the players of the past. I've hosted Super Bowl MVP shows, NFL MVP shows. I've done everything there is to do from a standpoint of working with players from the organization. I love the players of the past on this organization and the players of the present on this organization that I know. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, Tress Way, great guys. Chase Young, a great young man. A man that could be transformative for this team, and I really feel he will be in terms of what he's going to bring to the table. But before we get into that, there are many breaking reports right now, and right now more than anything, allegations. And allegations are basically like opinions. Everybody has them. I will tell you my thoughts and my feelings, but once again, thoughts and feelings aren't fact. But I will say this, something is amiss. Something is amiss at Redskins Park. There are allegations of misdeeds ranging from A through Z. Yesterday was announced and People are asking me, hey, don't you know Larry Michael? 
What's your take on Larry Michael? What's going on with Larry Michael? Well, I'm going to tell you. I've worked with Larry Michael, the voice and play-by-play man for the Washington Redskins. At a previous station, I did a weekly show with Larry Michael. I spent time with Larry Michael. He's been kind to me. A very nice man. Do I know what's going on at the park behind the scenes? No. Larry had me in for a television show to promote my book. Larry has always been good to me. I can only talk to what I know about the man. 16 years he's been behind the microphone for the Redskins. Many people say, hey, you know, he wasn't Frank Herzog. He didn't do what Frank Herzog said, but Larry was unique in his own way. He did the best he could. If you follow the team, you know this to be fact. Larry Michael was there every day. Larry Michael put the time in. He interviewed everybody. There's a studio in Redskin Park built in the confines of Redskin Park where you walk in the building and you walk in and off to the side there's a television studio where everything Redskins is broadcast. Larry has his fingers on the pulse. Every player that comes through, every coach comes through, everything that happens, Larry uh, talked about it, interviewed the key people, was always there. A workaholic was Larry Michael, the play-by-play voice of the Washington Redskins, formerly the Washington Redskins, it looks like now, for 16 seasons. So where do I think the train went off the track? How do I feel Larry Michael may be involved in this situation? Once again, let me preface this by these are allegations, and I don't know fact, but I do know this. If a man in a high-profile position of 16 seasons as the face and the play-by-play man for the team in Washington abruptly puts out a quick statement and heads out the exit door, something appears amiss to me. No fanfare. No Larry Michael Appreciation Day. No Larry Michael, thank you for everything you did for the organization. No Dan Snyder or somebody at the top coming out saying, man, Larry, uh, this hit us kind of sideways. All of a sudden, we really appreciate everything you did for the team and had a little bit of a a press conference, shook his hand, and sent him off into retirement the right way. None of that happened. So that's where, as they say about Spider-Man, my spidey sense went off. And I said basically to myself, something is not right here. This man deserved a better fate or Does he deserve a better fate? Is there something beneath the surface we don't know? There is rumors that a Washington Post article, a bombshell article, will be coming out, if not today, within the next 24 hours, detailing many acts of things that range from A to Z, folks. I'm telling you, we've heard sexual allegations. We've heard potential racism allegations. Once again, all allegations at this point, we've heard Uh, maybe some threatening of people, maybe some job opportunities that were denied or offered based on certain aspects. Everything's running the gamut. We've heard trafficking. We've heard this. But these are all allegations that are unfounded until it becomes fact. So before you jump to any conclusion, say, hey, I know this to be true. We don't know until it comes out, and it's supposed to come out within the next 24 hours. The thing about this that bothers me, you know, when a Larry Michael exits, a guy that was a redskin face, a guy that had a position title within the organization, 
something bothers me about this, and I just can't shake it. I know there's something going on. I just don't know exactly what's going on. But I do know this. We had a couple scouts, high-ranking folks, already gone. Uh, Some people have said allegation again. Jay Gruden may be involved at some level. Daniel Snyder may be involved at some level. In the next 24 hours, of course, lawyers are getting involved. Things are happening fast and furious. Some people have speculated that maybe this is the end for Dan Snyder. Maybe things will be so hot and the heat will be so much, so intense right now with the name change impending. Some people are saying now's the time to clean house and basically move everybody out and move a new regime in. Caught up in this, Ron Rivera coming in. And he had a chance at the Giants job. He took the Redskins job hoping for the best. And now he's sitting there. Probably this is all hitting him sideways. He's wondering what is going on. We have to work on a name change. We have to do all these things. And now key people are leaving left and right. And I'm understanding the tip of the iceberg is in front of us. We don't know all the facts, but I can guarantee when it comes out, it's going to come out fast and furious. Michael said, after 16 years, my time with the organization is over. As a lifelong Washingtonian, I was blessed to work with a lot of great people. I want to thank everyone who contributed over the years. I'm especially grateful to Dan Snyder for giving me the opportunity on to the next chapter, out the door. In his radio duties, Michael also served as the team's host for Redskins Nation, seen pretty much every night, and he held positions with the club of Senior Vice President and Chief Content Officer. Michael moved from the host of Washington's pre- and post-game shows to take over as radio play-by-play man back in 2004, joining Hall of Famer Sonny Jurgensen, Sam Huff. There is no word on Michael's replacement in the broadcast booth. The team has said it hopes to announce a new nickname to replace the Redskins' name and logo. It is used for 87 years, sometime before training camp at the start of uh, basically the end of this month will be the start of training camp when everything gets going, supposedly if everything gets off the way we hope. It does. But when you look at this now, Larry Michael's gone, making a quick statement. I mean, the car was actually running in the parking lot. It looks like he scribbled this down, handed it in, and headed for the exit. No interview, no exit interview, no, uh, hey, Larry, thanks for all you've done. I mean, this guy, 16 years in a quick statement and out the door. That's where I started to say, uh, yeah, yeah, what's, what's going on here? Why is it that he's so fast out the door and just a quick little brief statement for 16 years just seems like something is not right to me on that front. So we're following this. What's your take? 804-327-0888. Do you feel something is amiss? Do you feel something is wrong? I certainly do. I think that there are many things happening there within the organization And if it's time to change the name and if there are misdeeds going on in the building, there's no better time to basically hand over the reins if this is all true and some of the things coming out appear to be. If that's the case, it might be time to change. Many fans have not been happy with Dan Snyder's tenure. They've gone on record saying, hey, it's the owner, it's the owner, it's the owner. You know, I look at it from a different aspect as a former coach. Players play, coaches coach, owners pay, owners support. Dan Snyder doesn't call plays. Dan Snyder has had some influence on draft picks. But by and large, he has given ownership uh, 
from a standpoint of his ownership, the opportunity money-wise, he's gone out and gotten key players that coaches have wanted. He's done his best on that front. And you can say what you want. He charges a lot of money, and he's a marketing genius, and he's done all that. But many folks are upset with Dan Snyder saying that it's because of him that this team is a losing organization. You know, I know this guy at five years old as a young kid. He went out with his father, supported this team as a fan first, was always a fan. And I know owning this was an honor for him, something he wanted to do to try to put this team in the best position to win world titles. It has not happened. I don't think it's from a lack of want. I think it's from a lack of not being a good football man. Dan Snyder has not had good football people around him for the most part. Of course, uh, without uh, mentioning names, uh, and I will, but when you bring the Gibbses of the world in, those are great moves, no question about it. But when you bring in guys like Jim Zorn, uh, not good moves. When you bring in guys that uh, like Jay Gruden, not good moves. I mean, these guys weren't uh, rock stars as offensive coordinators, and all of a sudden you're going to expect them to come in. You had the debacle with um, a coach years ago that was calling bingo. Then two weeks later, he's uh, basically calling plays for the Redskins. Just a lot of missteps along the way. You know, I think his intentions were good in many ways, but the results are horrific. I do know this. If some of the stories coming out are accurate and some of the allegations are, somebody like a Jack Ken Cook is probably rolling over in his grave because one thing that he did, Mr. Cook, was always about excellence within the organization. And I know turning it over to Dan Snyder, he wanted the excellence continued. He wanted this brand that he built and that he worked so hard for to maintain the excellence that it has had. So that's a situation there, something that uh, I know the Cook family would probably be very disappointed. Mr. Cook himself, who, of course, prided himself on being up in the box every game and cheering on his beloved Redskins to see what's happening now, would be something that he would be greatly disappointed in and something that many fans are disappointed in. So our breaking story to start the Sports King program today is the Washington Redskins. It looks like embroiled in a major controversy. Uh, major outlets are reporting, including the Washington Post, that there is going to be a, a bombshell, quote, bombshell story coming out about the team that it's like, how many hits can you take? We're just digesting the fact that after 87 years, we're giving up a name that many people supported, many people may not have, but you're basically taking a team that many people love in and of itself in terms of the name and wiping that out. Okay. That it's a Washington football club for all intents and purposes now. So we're just digesting that. And now we have to look at a team that may be having all kinds of escapades at Redskin Park that we're just hearing about potentially happening. So you worry and you say, how much more can a team take right now? Many fans are saying, I'm at the tipping point. Before, I wasn't going to watch because they changed the name. Now you throw in some major innuendos and some possibilities of things happening that are really going to tear the franchise down. I don't even know if I want to stick around to see how this ends. I'm upset, folks. How are you? 804-327-0888. Coming up on the program momentarily, Cole Thompson, NFL insider for the Sports King program. He'll join us. Of course, he covers Texas A&M. You can follow him at Mr. Cole Thompson. He writes for the Pro Football Network. He'll join us with his take on this and many other stories. Of course, yesterday, Dak Prescott did not get the deal he wanted. Of course, uh, Derrick Henry did. Miles Garrett did. Getting some major paydays out there. But as I said, the one story, and I'm getting Texas 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, 
from as far away as London, England, asking me what's going on with this organization. When will the dam break? Well, folks, prepare yourself. It's getting ready to break, and it's not good. It's not a good look. I am extremely upset. Number one, just getting used to the fact that we're going to have to change our name. Now I've got to get used to the fact that maybe there are major, major casualties from a standpoint of the front office being uh, jettisoned out for varying reasons. Of course, we understand things are happening fast and furious. But uh, as I said, I've worked with Larry Michael. I respect Larry Michael. I don't know what happened with Larry Michael internally. I don't know. I uh, On my take, I don't think he's embroiled in it. I don't think he's a part of it. I think he's a guy that has put his time, heart, soul, sweat, and tears into that organization to bring about the best broadcast every night that he could. When I worked with Larry Michael, he treated me well. He's a guy that is always there and putting the time in. So from what I've seen and my experience working with him, I am very, uh, very much a, a fan of what he's done from a standpoint of giving his best. You can say a lot of things, but you can never say Larry Michael didn't put his time into the organization in terms of bringing about the, the top stories of the day with the, the key people, the key personnel. So that's my take with the Larry Michael. Now, tomorrow, if something changes, some people may say, well, hey, you might have got that wrong. You didn't know this. You didn't know that. I'm not there in a building every day, folks. All I can say is my interaction with the man himself, as long as he's been with his team 16 years I've not heard anything amiss in regards to Larry other than him putting the best in every day to try to bring about the best Redskin news possible. I've been on his program, on the radio side, on the television side. He's treated me well. So that's all I can speak to on Larry Michael, and I will be following this with as much interest as all of you. 804-327-0888 is the number. We're going to take a timeout, head down to Texas. We're going down to Texas. We'll talk to NFL insider Cole Thompson as the Sports King rolls on this Thursday morning. Hi, this is two-time Super Bowl champion cornerback Perry Williams from the New York Football Giants. And you're listening to my great friend Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the podiatry center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts hard cast. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. You're listening to a man whose yoga instructor asked him how flexible he was, and he replied that he couldn't do Tuesdays. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back to the Thursday morning edition of the Sports King Show. Fast and Furious news coming out of Redskin Park. It's not good. It's not a good look. Larry Michael, 16-year play-by-play man out the door. Very little said about it. More to come. We want to thank the Sports King Show sponsors, starting with Nerve, the Nerve Company. 
Never underestimate Radical Vision. You can reach CEO Andrew Fisher and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado. Go to www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Graphics, website design, marketing, plans, they do it all. And they do it at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. And by CMA Colonial Honda, they keep lives moving forward. Go out and see for yourself. New cars, used cars, amazing selection, which can be delivered directly to your door. Go out and see President General Manager Tim Cosgrove. He has the best car selling team in the country, and they will make it happen for you every time. That's CMA Colonial Honda. And by the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross. If you have a foot problem of any kind, go out and see Dr. Ross and his outstanding staff. They'll get you on the road to recovery with offices in Springfield, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland. Join the over 180,000 people. I'm one of them that have visited Dr. Ross. He's the very best in the business. And the Sports King Show features the Ross Rules of Foot Care heard weekly here to help those in need of foot care advice and assistance and we welcome back the one and only joe mogley the joe mogley report brought to you exclusively by coastal carolina university listen to the current chairman of td ameritrade who offers insight on life finance and sports heard weekly and exclusively right here on the sports king show on sports 1061 it's the joe mogley report and now we go down to texas to our nfl insider cole thompson you can follow him at mr cole thompson he writes for the pro football network and covers the texas a&m aggies cole we just went over this redskin mess here in dc i've been on top of this and i know you're you're hearing things down there in Texas, but a major mess here. Of course, we're going to change the name, but there's so much more going on. Have you heard anything down there? Of course, there's all kinds of things happening and all kinds of reports coming across. You don't know what is true, what is not. But evidently, the Washington Post with an explosive expose tomorrow or sometime maybe today about this Redskin mess in Ashburn. Yeah, Jamie, the most I've heard from people that I've spoken to is it's going to reveal a lot about the Jay Gruden era and Bruce Allen and his type of coaching staff, according to multiple reports, they're saying that the toxic and the culture that's found inside the walls of Redskins facilities is beyond sick and disgusting. It is more than just a name change. It has a lot to do with President Dan Snyder. So this could be a much breaking story that also kind of becomes the end of a tenure for a lot of people involved in the organization. I would not be shocked. This is a lot similar Actually, it's a lot worse probably than the Jerry Richardson news that came out a couple of years ago when David Tepper bought the team. This could be the end of the Snyder family's run up in Washington. Uh, according to people that I've spoken to, this is not going to go away anytime soon. This is going to reveal a lot about the last decade found in Ashburn. And with that in mind, this could also be the very start to the end for Washington. At least we know the name is going to change from the R word to something else, but this could be more than that. This could be a complete change of the team. I would not be shocked if in the few years, if a t- if someone else bought out Dan Snyder, they even consider moving the team away from the facility just because of the toxic history that's going to be released very soon. It's Cole Thompson, NFL Insider, saying right now, toxic, disgusting, sick. These are the words he's describing. This is from Texas, folks. This is in DMV. He's down in Texas hearing this from his sources. Going back, and this is what I heard as well, going back to the Jay Gruden era, that it was a wild, wild west, silly, possible, all kinds of things happening in there that we can only speculate about now. But going back to the Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden era, uh, talking about that, many people feel that this could be the final chapter in the Dan Snyder era. Right now, from your vantage point, do you feel with what you know, and it's not all uh, been presented yet, but do you feel on the surface this will be the end of the Dan Snyder era, or do you think he survives it? 
You know, the biggest thing is that this is just what I'm hearing. I don't really know exactly what was done inside locker rooms. I don't know how the culture was presented. It's just very few words that you hear around the grapevine. This has been a big time coming for me in my personal opinion with Dan Schneider. I think that his comments about the name change of how it was wrong and how he didn't present it was already a big strike. This story breaking is just going to be another big strike. It's going to be very hard, I think, for first off players, I think, to come into the locker room justifiably and say, we want to be here. We want to sign these deals. And more importantly, it's going to be hard to put fans in the stands for, I think, a lot of different businesses to want to work alongside the Snyder family. So do I think that this is the end? I think that this is leaning towards it. Uh, we've seen Dan Snyder get out of it multiple times in the past, especially when the name change was brought to people's attention back in 2012. And he's been denying it and biting it for the past eight years. So it wouldn't shock me if he still remains the owner and the head officer of the Reds, of whatever Washington is going to be called. But I do think that this could be immediately the final blow. I think that the businesses start to realize we do not want to be featured with you. We do not want to be working alongside you. Yeah, I think ultimately his best change of pace would be to sell the team and move on. Cole Thompson, yesterday, 11th hour, Derek Henry, Henry running back for Tennessee, uh, agrees to a four-year deal worth $50 million, 25.5 guaranteed. Was this just them uh, basically saying we want to get him under contract right at the buzzer or to try to show some gratitude, or was there more contentiousness to this deal? Uh, what are you hearing about this Derrick Henry situation? You know, the way I view it is it's a win-win for both parties involved. Derrick Henry now is a top-five take running back, which – Deservingly so, but more importantly, this is a slam dunk pickup for Tennessee, who recently spent $122 million on Ryan Tannehill. So now they get the most productive offensive player on their roster signed for a very cheap deal. I think when you look at this team and the way Mike Vrabel's offense runs, there's not a more productive running back for a team's offense other than maybe Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. So to be able to get him for $50 million, a lot less than what you're paying for a guy like Le'Veon Bell, a lot less than what you're paying for a guy in Christian McCaffrey. It's a very good deal for Tennessee. And I think that Derrick Henry understands that the value of the running back position is not as high, and he's going to be able to also have this four-year deal. So think about it. He'll be 30 when this deal comes up. He'll probably be able to, if he continues this type of production that we've seen the last two years, earn another deal that's only going to be higher as the salary cap structure raises in the future. Of course, Dak Prescott could not get a deal done, and he came out and said uh, yesterday, I'm a Cowboy, couldn't be happier. He looks forward to working with head coach Mike McCarthy, the new coach there, the new teammates he's got. And basically, he's been working hard behind the scenes. The question is, uh, we can't really be upset for him. He signed a $31.4 million deal. Next year, if he gets tagged again, he'll go from earning $4 million, uh, basically to over $37.7. So you're looking at about $67, almost $70 million in two years. That's a worst-case scenario for him. He's 27 uh, later this month. I mean, not a bad situation for him. I'm sure he's probably upset he's not getting that $500 million deal, but the fact that he hasn't put up the great win-loss numbers, uh, he should be pretty much happy with what he has for now, and now it's a go-out-and-prove-it type scenario for Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that happened between the two parties was the Mahomes deal getting done. I mean, you see a guy get offered $503 million in the span of 10 years. While that seems like a lot, you're going to want money very similar to it. So I think that that kind of really hurt the way that the team decided how the deal was going to be done. 
Uh, I, I The biggest thing that I look at this is the risk is because of, say Prescott overachieves expectations this year on the franchise tag. He's going to be wanting that $200 million deal. And if he's able to take the team to the best record in the NFC, if he's able to take them to the Super Bowl, if he can win the MVP, he's more than deserving of getting that $200 million deal. So this is a risky move, I think, by Dallas because if they're going to have to continue to pay people over the next few years. But more importantly, this is also a risky move by Dak because of, while $31 million is a lot of money, it's a one-year $31 million deal. If he regresses at all, Dallas has the power to then hold him back and say, we're able to pay you this much and you now must sign under this deal or catch your luck with another team in free agency. Not saying that a team would not be willing to go out and get him, but there are a lot fewer teams looking in the market for a starting quarterback than we've ever seen in years past. What's going on with the Chicago Bears? Of course, Allen Robinson, the outstanding wide receiver, has said he wants to stay in Chicago, but the Bears have not basically said a lot to him. He said he's not heard anything about a new contract, nothing at all. And you're looking at a guy that's 26-year-old player, 98 receptions, 1,147 yards, seven touchdowns. He accounted for 32% of the uh, 3,573 passing yards, 35% of the 20 TDs uh, by Mitchell Trubisky, Chase Daniel. And when you look at him in terms of what he means, that offense is huge. But for some reason, the Bears have been so quiet about offering him more money. Do you think they'll get a deal done soon? I mean, obviously now – He's going to earn what he's going to earn. He's set to make $10.9 million in base salary this year, but doesn't look like the Bears are sold on Allen Robinson completely. You know, I would be very shocked if they were snapped on him. Keep in mind, this is a guy who's been nothing short of productive since going to the Windy City. And I think that when you look at his numbers that he's put up for the team and how well he's acted towards the franchise, it would be very shocking not to give him a deal. Uh, I definitely see him as a top 15 wide receiver, and I think eventually he will have to be paid like one, whether it be in Chicago or somewhere else. When you look around the NFL right now, one team I've kind of circled, well, there are two in particular. One is Matt Patricia. I feel he's more of that, uh, of course, assistant than head coach. Jeff Akuda will be a nice piece for the defense. But I, I just don't see his act playing well in Detroit. I think this is it for him. I think uh, Matthew Stafford's looking for a coach to come in and offer some offensive firepower. And, of course, Matt Patricia looks lost a lot of times, kind of like a Jay Gruden light, if you will. And then there's Adam Gase, of course, a critical year for Sam Darnold, that offense. Which of those two guys do you think will succeed this year more than the other? And do you think both are in trouble or one of the two? I think both are in trouble, but for different reasons. I think with Patricia, it's because of production that you haven't been able to see since going to Detroit. I think with Gates, it's because of he was offered all this money. He was talked about being a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback guru. He's never really shown it outside of that one year with uh, Peyton Manning. So I think you add all that together. There's definitely reason to be speculative of him, uh, but more importantly, I don't view this as Patricia is a guy who's never gotten the most out of his players where Gates has some players to work with and he's not able to expand their roles, especially when they're looking for new contracts. Can we head out to uh, the Arizona Cardinals right now? Kenyon Drake, the outstanding running back, is scheduled to make $8.48 million for a one-year tender. He signed that in March. 
And folks are saying that, you know, he wants to be, uh, you know, long-term there. He wants a long-term deal. What do you think? Cliff Kingsbury has a lot of use for him in that offense. You've got, of course, DeAndre Hopkins there, Kyler Murray. Uh, he's a 26-year-old player, and he basically has lifted that offense. He uh, carried 123 times in eight games last year for 643 yards, eight rushing touchdowns. He's a guy that has a lot of ability. He can run hard. And between the tackles, he's a guy that wants to carry the football more. Do you see an expanded role for Kenyon Drake in the desert? I do. I think that when also you have him for a full 16 games, you're able to get the most out of him. So I think that that's going to play a big factor into it. I also think that now with the departure of um, of David Johnson, it opens him up a little bit more. This is a guy who's very versatile. During his time at Alabama, he was used as a third down back, specifically used a heavy ton and passing sets, and he's shown that he can be a quality runner. So I do think that he can be a versatile player in both the run and pass game. It all adds up to just another weapon for Kyler Murray and a good checkdown point for him if you need to continue to push the run moving forward. Of course, yesterday it was announced the Philadelphia Eagles have come out, which I, I was shocked about, that they would come out ahead of every other team and say there will be no fans at Lincoln Financial Field for 2020 do you think this is the tip of the iceberg? you think they're going to be isolated in that? Or do you think, uh, like, let's say a stadium holds 80,000. Uh, I can foresee maybe 15,000, 20,000 sporadically around uh, the lower bowl maybe and some in the upper area. But do you think it's going to be fans, yes, fans, no, fans possible, scattered fans? Or do you think it's going to be – I don't think it should be a team-by-team team deal. I think it should be universal – and uh, spread across the entire NFL in terms of every team. But for whatever reason, the Eagles come out. And I saw the NFL made a statement right away saying that's the Eagles. That doesn't reflect how we feel the other 31 teams. What do you think about fans for 2020? I think that teams should be able to decide how they want to deal with fans, and that's also based off the government by state. You know, in Texas, up until several weeks ago, everything was open from, you know, 50% capacity. So for a football stadium, for let's just say the Houston Texans, they have an 87,000 fan stands. You can have 40,000 fans in the stands. If you social distance and you do it properly. Uh, I, I think that you won't be able to see that many players in the stands per season. But again, this should not be a universal thing. So if Philadelphia decides they do not want to have fans in the stands this year, that's their call. But that should not lead to them saying, well, just because Philly doesn't have fans in the stands, every other team doesn't have the opportunity to provide fans. So, to me, this is going to be, I think, a team-by-team-based decision. It's also going to be a government decision. So I do think that they will be speaking to the representatives throughout the state, trying to figure out what is the exact number we are allowed to have because of our spikes, because of our certain numbers of COVID right now. All of those will play a factor into deciding how many fans I think belong in the stands per season. Miles Garrett, of course, signed a mega deal, $100 million guaranteed. I think Khalil Mack, I've always said it, the best player in football on the defensive side of the football, $23 million for 90 Of course, uh, there's a big deal for uh, Miles Garrett. He's going to have that five-year deal worth upwards of $125 million, $100 million in guarantees. But when you look at him, Miles Garrett in 2019, this is the problem I have with Miles Garrett. Week one, he punched Titans defensive end Delaney Walker after the whistle. Week two, he ended Jets quarterback Trevian, uh, Trevor Simeon's uh, season on a late hit, a late hit. And then week 11, he struck quarterback Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet. So there's kind of a history. One is an isolation. More than one starts to be a trend. I mean, these are the areas 
if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan or management there or coach, I worry, can I keep this guy in the lineup or is he somebody that could just go off at any time? Do, do you have trepidation about this situation with, with uh, Miles Garrett in terms of the player? you think he'll get himself under control more or do you see this as something that's just going to happen because of a volatile player? You know, I, I've actually met with Miles Garrett multiple times in my time covering A&M and covering my time in the NFL world. And Garrett does not come off as a player who is dirty. I do think that his several hits that he's you know, possessed last year were ones that were, I think, not accidental. They definitely, I think, had intent behind them, but they're a little bit overreactive because of the Mason Rudolph hit. Keep in mind, Trevor Simeon, his, his injury was horrific to watch, but at the same time, it was up until the point, I think, as much as a clean hit as you could possibly make it. I do think that the Lady Walker situation – that, that's a he said, he said moment kind of thing. The biggest thing that I think it comes down to is the Mason Rudolph incident. If he can keep himself from doing stuff along the lines of that, t- attacking players with their own gear, attacking players well after the whistle has been blown, then I think you will see him in a lineup for, I think, a full 16-game season. And for a 16-game season, I do think he is a top three, top four pass rusher in the NFL, which does make him worthy of the new $125 million deal. I do think that when you look at his production in the past two seasons, if he was able to stay on the field, he would have been a running in the running, I think, for defensive MVP. He would have been in the running for the stack leader this past year. So overall, I have very little concerns with Miles Garrett if he can keep those type of incidents off the field because the production is there. Now, again, I do think that he does need to work on becoming a better tackler because of the new rules put in place by the NFL. But overall, this is a guy who is a sound player and was still, I think, the right move by Cleveland to draft number one overall in 2017. You're listening to the Cole Thompson. You can follow him at Mr. Cole Thompson, NFL Network writer, and also covers the Texas A&M Aggies. And, Cole, final question for you. NFL owners are scheduled to hold a conference call tomorrow uh, basically talking about uh, will will they have two preseason, preseason games, which I think they have to have to get some kind of continuity with players. Also, they're talking about uh, what's going to happen with players who test positive for COVID-19 during the season. Would it be eligible for the non-football injury list? When you look at some of the things and some of the points of contention, uh, you know, they want two games. Some folks don't want any games. Uh, Union wants no preseason testing frequency, in, uh, injury projections for players who contract it. Uh, NFLPA uh, basically is telling the GMs we still don't have answers. It looks like, of course, this is something it's still fluid. Nobody has all the answers. But do you feel that uh, they're going to be on the same page, able to move forward? Because it looks to me like they're still miles apart and a lot of non-answers on key issues. Where do you think it comes down in terms of what's going to happen? Will there be preseason games? Will there won't be? What's your take? I feel like if there's going to be a preseason games, I, I'm going to be a little bit more on the side of it be much like summer camp of baseball. You see them play intramurally. You see them play against each other. You see them kind of battle it out that way. I just don't see them having the, the travel purposes, seeing them you know, risk injury, seeing them risk possibly contact with players to possibly con- contact you know, the virus that way. I just don't see it that way, but I do see them having some type of preseason event. So I would lean in the fact of more so looking at it with them doing intramural facing off against each other and then prepping that way over facing off against another team. I agree. I just think the travel aspect is going to be something that's going to be too hard to do. And, uh, you know, 
A lot of uh, in in season scrimmaging uh, is going to be more. Uh, they're not going to do all the where you bring a team in from the outside and have like the Patriot skins or Lions and uh, Steelers type situation. You can't do it. Uh, but I think if you don't have at least the one or two preseason games, you can't. How are you going to find that hidden running back or hidden special team or if you can't see these guys? And so many jobs will be lost because of that. We want to thank Cole Thompson. You can follow him at Mr. Cole Thompson. He's the NFL insider for the Sports King Show. Also writes for Texas A&M and the Pro Football Network. Cole, thank you so much down there in Texas for all the insight. We look forward to having you back and have a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys. You too. Uh, Cole Thompson, our special guest, we're going to take a time out and come back with your phone calls. Redskins, still a very hot topic. Uh, people, a lot of speculation is going on and on. Uh, we're going to come back with your calls much, much more on the Sports King 804-327-0888. Don't go away. Thursday edition continues after these messages. Hi, this is Andre Collins, former Washington Redskin and Super Bowl champ. You're listening to Jamie King on the Sports King for 106.1. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We know the last few months have been, to say the least, a learning curve. From teaching your kids at home, to figuring out video conferences, or even remembering the right way to go down aisles. We had a lot to learn, and our dealership did too. After all, our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy for our customers. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to CMA's ColonialHonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. And don't worry, we're always here to answer questions. If you'd like to complete it all online and you're not sure about something, give us a call and we can virtually walk you through it. Or you can take any of these steps in the dealership if that's more comfortable for you. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit CMA's ColonialHonda.com. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. You're listening to the man who thinks that Velcro is nothing more than a ripoff. The Sports King on Sports 106.1. And welcome back, everyone around the world listening, watching on Facebook Live, listening on Sports 106.1, streaming. We got podcasts. We got it all. Right here, of course, the news with the Redskins. Some say not good. We're following it, waiting for the other shoe to fall. But Ben Maitland mentioned something to me. He won't announce it, but I'm going to. Some breaking news, courtesy of Barstool Sports. Ben wouldn't hang his hat on it. I can't hang my hat on this either. But I'm going to say it's not good news. It's a rumor, and you know what rumors are. But rumor has it that... Get your tissues out. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick are officially, potentially done. It says that A-Rod has been getting... Yes, I cannot be serious. You cannot be serious! 
it sounds like he's been getting cozy with Shailene Wood Woodley. She was in uh, what was the movie she was in? She was in uh, a bunch of things. I like Shailene Woodley. If I was a younger man, Ben Maitland's age, I would say if the opportunity presented itself, giggity, an attractive lady, giggity. Thank you so much, uh, Coach Ogeron. What do you have to say down there in LSU about Shailene Woody Woodley? Go Tigers! Absolutely. Boy, that's a Freudian slip there. Anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> Stop laughing at me, Ben Maitland. Stop looking at me, Penguin. Uh, anyway, um, Shailene Woodley. And A-Rod supposedly dating now, possibly, Danica Patrick in the rearview mirror, pun intended. Rogers and his girlfriend, uh, of course, have been going out for some time. Rogers uh, going from Danica Patrick to Shailene Woodley could be as random as it gets, but it's something that we're looking at as a possibility. And if you Google Shailene Woodley, which I am doing right now, you can understand that a-Rod has his priorities in place. He, I mean, you go from Shailene Woodley, you come from Danica Patrick to Shailene Woodley, you're not really going wrong, folks. You're not losing anything there. Uh, both beautiful women, so congratulations to A-Rod. It's like the old days, Derek uh, Jeter. I think if you look at Derek Jeter's dating past before he finally settled down, it's a veritable who's who of beauty. Every single one, absolutely stunning. And A-Rod now is obviously, uh, it looks like, uh, not verified a thousand percent, but it looks like Danica Patrick, uh, he's definitely not in victory lane there. Uh, he has moved on, it looks like, to another actress-type uh, personality, Shailene Woodley, potentially uh, the new Green Bay situation for Aaron Rodgers. So, and... Uh, you say she has unfollowed him. Is that I can right? I can add just a little bit more to the to the pot. Breaking Jamie, news: good Ben morning. Maitland has something on the dating front of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, take it away, Ben. I mean, this take it for what you will, but Danica has unfollowed him on Instagram. So, oh my God, you just said it, Ben Maitland. You know, breaking if, news: Danica Patrick has unfollowed <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on Instagram. So you know something's to this. Something is you know up. something's to this. Yeah, I think reading between the lines as we have to do here sometimes on, on the Sports King show. It seems like trouble in paradise, I guess. So no help on the field um, for, for Aaron Rodgers. No um, no wide receiver or running back taken in the first round. They, he got Jordan Love instead. Um, and apparently now no love at home with um, with Danica. So sorry for Aaron, you know. It's tough, Ooh, life. Uh, tough uh, life. I like that segue. He gets love that he doesn't want in Green Bay. Right. And he gets look at it that way. rid of love that he had in Green Bay right. to find a new love. That's my uh, anyway. That's my insight. So back to you. Thanks. Who's on first? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Ben Maitland is opining during these breaks I have, and one of the things he said as he let out a sigh: "God, I can't wait for next Thursday." Why is that? Because Ben Maitland, like the Sports King, and maybe many of you will be glued to the television set. It's going to be the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees. Woo! The Yankees Woo! win. The Yankees win. The <laughs> Yankees win. Sometimes John Sterling says that after Yankees win. And now my Pinocchio commercial that I do so well, it's in hot demand. I look around the 
this room and I see nothing but potential. You have potential. You have. Oh, boy. Anyway, I digress. Just a bit outside. So with baseball coming up, and I'm loving watching all of the intra-squad games they have, guys hitting home runs with nobody there, get used to that because there'll be nobody there on Thursday. But bottom line is this, baseball will be back. And as Ben Maitland said just a few minutes ago in my ear, he cannot wait. He is so excited. Folks, we're talking over four months of anything tangible. Yes, there's been NASCAR. Yes, there's been uh, you know, Korean baseball. Yes, there's been UFC, but the big, big key sports, the American pastime, Major League Baseball, to actually see a pitcher pitch, a batter bat, all the things we look for, no fans, but we're excited about this, but you'll see new things, no spitting. Baseball is spitting, folks. Uh, the dugouts are disgusting. By the end of the game, you've got, it's a nasty game, as Ben says. You've got a situation you got spit, you got chaw, you got tobacco, you got gum, you got every. By the end of the game, it's clean before you start. It's nasty when you end. But now players are not going to be able to do the spitting that they're used to. And the other thing is this: I remember many, many years ago when I was a thin quarterback back in the day, I'd always go to my. It was just a habit I did. I always went to my mouth with my hand because I want to get the moisture before. Uh, leaving a huddle to get ready to throw the football. I always wanted to do that. It was just a nervous tick. Many players you'll see doing that. If you're a pitcher out there, you basically want to get your mouth wet uh, on your fingertips before you grab a pitch. It's just something they do. Now they've got a wet cloth they're going to have in their pocket. They're going to have to pull a wet cloth out, wipe it on their hand, and then use it before they uh, throw a baseball. I I don't know about that. Then you've got the outfielders out there trying to always wet their hands with their mouth. So watch for this because I think you're going to find uh, the nervous habit. It's like calling the Redskins the Redskins after 87 years. Every time you get ready to say that, you got to bite your tongue and hold back, and you're going to have to say something else, which we don't. We we certainly don't know here on this program yet. Uh, we hear all kinds of things: red wolves, uh, red tails, red this, red that. But anyway, so. There are all kinds of things happening, but the things that happened yesterday aren't happening today, and everything's changing and evolving. But this baseball that you're going to see, like extra innings, you're going to put somebody on second base. It's going to be a whole new ball game. Are we ready for it? Well, we're ready for something. We're ready for some baseball in some form or fashion. Coming back, 11 o'clock hour, getting ready to get underway with your phone calls, 804-327-0888. I would love to hear from you, your take on the Redskins, the evolving situation in the nation's capital, Ashburn, Redskins Park. What's happening there? Danica, Danica, Aaron Rodgers breaking up. Can it be on this Thursday? Say it ain't so, A-Rod. Shailene Woodley now in play. Not a bad call, Erod. If you're going to call an audible, that's the kind of audible you got to call. We're going to take a timeout. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports King, Ben Maitland at my side, ready for Braves baseball. I'm ready for the Nats, the World Champion Nats, to get going, by the way. All that and more in Hour 2 coming your way right after these messages. Don't go away. We'll be right back on Sports 1061. Hey guys, this is Tress Wave, punter for the Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to CMA's Colonial select your vehicle 
secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. The Sports King Studio Line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Welcome back. Thursday edition of the Sports King Show. We thank you for joining us Facebook Live. We thank you for joining us on Sports 1061. I want to say hi to William Boozer, Somerville, South Carolina. How are you? Kevin Paul, big fisherman down in Georgia. How are you? Of course, we have all kinds of folks. Ralph Faulkner blowing up my phone from London, England, calling all hours of the day of night, trying to tell me all of the things he's hearing over there. Have some tea and crumpets, my man. Sit down and relax. I'll keep you informed what's happening. Sit across the pond. How dare he try to tell the sports king what's happening from London? What's going on over there? We're going to tell you what's happening. Until you come back here, then you can tell us what's happening. I'm just kidding. We love Ralph Faulkner here on the show. Want to thank our sponsors for which we can't do the show without. The Nerve Corporation never underestimate radical vision. You can reach CEO Andrew Fisher and his outstanding team in Denver, Colorado. They do our website here at the Sports King Show, www.sportskingradio.com, shameless plug. Or you can go to their website, www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. They do graphics, website design, marketing plans. They do it all, and they do it at thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. How about our great friends at CMA Colonial Honda? They continue to keep lives moving forward. Go out and see for yourself used cars, new cars, amazing selection, which can be delivered directly to your door, directly to your door. See, here's the thing. We had relatives coming in. I couldn't get out. Of course, the situation going on with this coronavirus needed to get a vehicle. And they went ahead and brought it here. CEO, uh, president, general manager, he runs the whole thing there. Tim Cosgrove, what a great guy this guy is. Brings his sales lady up. They deliver it to the house. They come in, no fuss, no must. 30 minutes at my kitchen table, six feet apart, signed the deal, and they were gone. Never had such an experience before, an unbelievable experience. You'll get the same at CMA Colonial Honda. They have the best car selling team in the country. They'll make it happen for you every time at CMA Colonial Honda. How about our friends at the Podiatry Center, Dr. Paul Ross? And, folks, if you're in another state, and we've had friends do this, uh, if you have a foot issue you've been wondering about or worrying about, you can call and schedule an appointment with Dr. Ross. He's the best in the business, world-renowned, and you can tell him what your issues are, and he can have the tele-meeting with you as we're doing now, all the Zoom meetings, go-to meetings, all that, and he can talk about your foot issue and develop a plan for you, 
and maybe you bring yourself in and meet with him and his staff. Of course, 180,000 people have done that. I'm one of them. And we brag all the time about our great friend, Dr. Paul Ross. So the Ross Rules of Foot Care are heard here every week on the Sports King program. And we welcome back to the show Joe Moglia, the chairman of TD Ameritrade, also the former head football coach of Coastal Carolina University. You can listen to the current chairman right here. He offers insight on life, finance, and sports. It's heard weekly on the Sports King show right here. The Joe Mowgli Report brought to you by Coastal Carolina University. I love the Chanticleers. A great name. I didn't know what a Chanticleer was. I know the bird itself, but didn't know until I started working with them. What a great story about the Chanticleer. You can Google that a little bit later. 804-327-0888. Top story of the day, Washington Redskins bombshell report coming out. We don't know all the details. We do know the 16-year veteran play-by-play man. A friend of mine, I've worked with him, Larry Michael, gone yesterday. A very quick announcement before he headed out the door. Something is amiss, folks. You don't work for an organization for 16 years and then walk out with a statement like this saying, adios, doesn't work that way. There's something going on beneath the surface. I don't know. I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that. All kinds of speculation, innuendos. We know what that means. It could be anything, but if it's as bad as I've heard, I'm trying to digest it, it could be horrific for this organization. It could spell the end of some major careers and maybe go all the way to the top. It, once again, is speculation at this point, but there is definitely something there. They say where there's smoke, there's fire, and just keep it tuned in to this story because you're going to be hearing it fast and furious. I can't see this going to Friday. People are saying it may go to Friday. I can see this thing exploding today at some point because when you have a story of note and you have so many reporters trying to get the story out, uh, they're going to fight. They're going to battle to get it out there to be first. In this world of being first, sometimes the rush to get it out there, some of the facts don't always get there, but somebody might want to get there before somebody else. So watch what happens today. I think Probably by 5 p.m. today, something may go down, and we will have it for you, uh, cover every aspect of it. We do want to let you know, in the world of Major League Baseball, as Ben said, next Thursday night, things get underway for Major League Baseball. In terms of injury reports from Major League Baseball, here's what we're looking at. For the New York Mets, Jacob DeGrom, the outstanding pitcher, had back tightness. He went for an MRI yesterday. The results didn't show anything concerning, according to Major League Baseball. Uh, manager Luis Rojas said DeGrom is day-to-day. The Mets' ace uh, originally exited Tuesday's inter-squad game after one inning due to back tightness. This is going to happen with these guys. From the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge and Masahiro Tanaka of the Yankees uh, are looking at uh, some downtime. Tanaka, of course, uh, had been playing catch across the outfield. Grass is pushing to resume tossing in the bullpen. Boone said that a date for the 31-year-old uh, pitcher to climb back on the mound has not been determined. Aaron Boone, the manager, they say they're encouraged by Tanaka's progress after the righty suffered a concussion when he was hit in the head by a 112-mile-an-hour uh, uh the ball hit him in the head 112 miles an hour from the bat of Giancarlo Stanton back on the 4th of July. He definitely saw some fireworks on that day for sure. 
there are uh, some lingering concerns over Aaron Judge. The slugger is absent from the Yankee squad due to stiff neck seemed to be resolved in the first inning of Wednesday's scrimmage when he absolutely blasted a long home run. So he's looking good. Aaron Judge should be okay. Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs and MRI was taken Wednesday and confirmed that Rizzo has rib inflammation on his left side, which led to lower back spasms. The Cubs said an MRI results were expected and that Rizzo will receive daily treatment. Rizzo, who had the issue flare up after live batting practice, was held out of Tuesday's inter-squad game, said he doesn't think that he will be on the injured list for long. Manager David Ross said it was a little too early to say whether Rizzo will need to go on the IL uh, injured list, basically, to start the season. We just don't know. Uh, Keston Hierro and Brett Anderson from the Brewers. The Brewers scratch Hiero from Wednesday's inter-squad lineup because of right arm fatigue. He has a history of elbow issues dating back to his college days at UC Irvine. The Brewers knew of a right elbow injury before they drafted him in 2017, but he was able to avoid surgery by undergoing treatment instead but it still is flaring up for him. Anderson, Brett Anderson, meanwhile, was lifted from Thursday's inner squad start after two innings due to a blister on his pitching hand. The Brewers characterized the move as precautionary only. Willie Calhoun from the Texas Rangers. How long will they be the Rangers? We just don't know. That name is under siege as well. Calhoun has a straight a strained hip flexor is unlikely to be ready for opening day on July 24th. General Manager John Daniel said Wednesday Calhoun felt the hip tighten during Monday's inter-squad game. Uh, Byron Buxton from the Minnesota Twins has been diagnosed with a left midfoot sprain after being carted off the field during the third inning of Minnesota's inter-squad scrimmage on Monday at Target Field. He's considered day-to-day from uh, Ben Maitland's Atlanta Braves. Cole Hamels' bid to be the open day starter was further weakened on Saturday when the Braves' left-hander did not complete a scheduled side session due to tricep tendonitis. Manager Brian Snicker has definitely not ruled Hamill's out of the start for the season opener. It's looking more like the four-time All-Star will wait until August to make his Braves debut. Colin McHugh of the Red Sox, it doesn't sound as if McHugh will be ready for the start of the season, recovering from flexor strain in the elbow that he sustained last season. McHugh has been throwing bullpen sessions, but he hasn't faced hitters. And so there we go, around the bases in the Major League. But uh, as Ben mentioned, Thursday night it all starts, and we are excited as the world champion, world champion, Washington Nationals take to the field. That is going to be so exciting against the New York Yankees. Scheduled to pitch in that from what we know now, it's going to be Garrett Cole, the outstanding pitcher for the Yankees against Steven Strasburg, who is the MVP, reigning MVP from the world champion Washington Nationals. That should be something special. Uh, Ben said there's a possibility that it could be Max Scherzer. Max usually gets a start, so uh, either way, we can't go wrong. Two greats, and we are excited, as Ben said, to see an opening day pitch that means something. It's something long overdue. What's your take today? 804-327-0888. As we uh, look around the sports world, of course, uh, we had the big news yesterday. Uh, Miles Garrett gets $100 million for a record deal, making him the top-paid player there. Derrick Henry agrees at the 11th hour to a $50 million contract. And so there's all kinds of signings, and the big signing that wasn't was Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. Did not get the money he was wanting, but, you know, I can't say we're crying for the guy, making $31 million this year and uh, another 30 next year. Potentially it could be over 67 to $70 million when it's all said and done. I mean, how many guys are making that type of scratch here for two years? I mean, if that is the worst thing that happens, it's not that bad a thing overall. So that's the situation quickly on the NFL front. We do want to let you know 
as we are into hour number two here, we'll take your phone calls, 804-327-0888. Tiger Woods looks sharp and comfortable during a practice round at the Memorial. And, of course, it is underway now in first place uh, very early through four, uh, excuse me, through 15 is Mark Hubbard, the American, uh, Beyond Hun On, uh, easy for me to say, uh, is tied for second with Brendan Steele and Charles Howell, the second. There's a whole group of players here at three under. Uh, matter of fact, one, two, three, four players at three under. Mark Hubbard is your leader of the Memorial Tournament at Dublin, Ohio, 7,456-yard course. The purse there is one of golf's biggest, 9,300,000. Your defending champion is Patrick Cantlay. So Tiger Woods is in the field here. It's going to be interesting. He had a very good practice round, which is not good news for his competition. So we'll keep you up to date as we go through to the end of the show here. So getting back to our top story of the day, the Washington Redskins, uh, major upheaval there. Uh, it's supposed to be a blockbuster is what they're saying, a story coming out very quickly in regards to What's happening behind the scenes are saying it's uh, very detailed and it's going to be something that's taken a lot of time to put together because there are a lot of layers to it. Yesterday, as you know, the 16-year play-by-play voice of the Washington Redskins uh, headed for the exit and just a very brief statement. I have gone on record saying that uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. You don't leave a job that quickly and have that big an impact as he did to just walk away and basically say that's it. So it's a situation that we're going to be covering for you, but uh, we just definitely think there's more to the story uh, than uh, meets the eye in terms of the NFL situation with the Redskins because uh, now they're talking about things going back to the Jay Gruden era. And if something happens with Jay Gruden, now let's look at this uh, on a deeper level. This guy was absolutely abysmal as a coach. Now, if you throw in, if there's other allegations which are saying with a Jay Gruden and that comes to light with uh, you're looking at uh, Bruce Allen, all the things that are being talked about and discussed behind the scenes, if Jay Gruden did things outside the lines, which we'll find out hopefully in the next 24 hours on top of being an abysmal coach and really leading this team nowhere, you're looking at a situation that just is it defies logic. I mean, you're just really wondering what's going on in that building up there, who's in control, who's really in charge. And you look right now at Ron Rivera. He's coming in there with Jack Del Rio. They're trying to get this thing on track, but at the same time, Ron Rivera is sitting here saying, wait a minute, I've been here a few months. We were going through a name change, and now potentially we're going through other situations that I had nothing to do with. So it's a situation that you're wondering, how is this going to unfold at Redskin Park? Is there going to be more people heading for the door, more people fired? And will this ultimately lead to a name change, which we already know is going to happen, and a uh, administration change? Will there be guys at the top getting out of there? We just don't know that right now. But those are some of the things people are talking about in terms of speculation. So it's a situation that is unfolding. It's one of those situations that you look at and you say, man, can this get any worse? I mean, just when you think it's as bad as it gets. It's one of those situations where you just shake your head in disbelief as it's getting worse and worse. We do want to congratulate in the NASCAR world, Chase Elliott. He wins NASCAR's all-star race, the $1 million prize with it. Chase Elliott started first for the final 15-lap shootout of NASCAR's all-star race at Bristol Motor Speedway. No one could catch him. Chase Elliott, a uh, guy that's really uh, my favorite, by the way, because he has the number nine, my all-time favorite number, and uh, – of course, here he is with the number nine Hendrick Motorsports driver winning his first all-star race after holding off Kyle Busch 
A guy, of course, has done some great things on the NASCAR circuit. We know that. He finished second in the final laps in the exhibition event with a checkered flag. Uh, of course, Chase Elliott wins $1 million prize money. There is Elliott's first win at the .533-mile Tennessee short track, even though there are no points attached to the race. He and his father, Austin Bill from Dawsonville, Bill Elliott, are now the second father-son duo to win the All-Star race following Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, Fox Sports' Jeff Gordon said during the race, the Elliots have now won the only two all-star races not held at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Since the race's inception in 1985, it's been held at Charlotte Motor Speedway every year, with the exception of 1986, the race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which Bill Elliott won. So Chase Elliott, what an exciting race, and he was able to do this. Uh, Elliott said afterwards, uh, he was speechless for a while, then finally said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. What a better night to have fans back than tonight. Fans started coming back, of course. I mean, y'all are awesome. There's nothing like Bristol. There's nothing like the lights here. There's nothing like racing here. Never won here. What a race to do it. He's really proud of his team and uh, basically said that we've had a tough couple of weeks. Just felt like we kind of got an off base, and it felt like I was struggling. We just put it all together, came out with a win. And he wins $1 million. He went on to talk about the fans saying there's nothing like it. No, nothing like it on earth as far as the fans themselves. Bristol's an electric atmosphere that is unlike any other that we go to. So I couldn't be more excited. We're going to celebrate this one for sure. And he said, we'll take that million dollars back to Georgia. Why don't we? So Chase Elliott is your winner. And, and uh, of course, the, this was the first all-star race at Bristol on a short track in the middle of the week. So everything kind of aligned for this guy. And the number nine finds Victory Lane, a $1 million check as well. And congratulations to Chase Elliott on the win in NASCAR's all-star race. So that's the situation there. Other news that we're very upset about this morning, uh, breaking news, and it hasn't been fully verified, but it looks like Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers could be separating right now, could be over, could be over. He is potentially moving on to actress Shailene Woodley. And I don't know all the things she's been in, but I've seen her in some things. She was in, uh, come on, Ben, you know this one. There was a sci-fi type movie she was in. It's on the tip of my tongue. Divergence? Was that it? I think so. I think you're right. Divergent. Something like that. But there's a series, but she was in that. Very good actress, by the way. She did a good, good job. And, of course, uh, Ben broke this little bit of news uh, that he said that of course, Danica has unfollowed Aaron Rodgers on Twitter, so you know something in uh, Instagram. You know when you stop getting followed on social media, the horror of it all is just bad. And it's a situation that we're on top of that, too. So just when you think you think we're hitting hard news, we also have that kind of news. Uh, but as Ben said so eloquently moments ago, Jordan Love comes in to Green Bay, a love that Aaron Rodgers didn't want. And a love that he has is going by the wayside for another love that he's bringing in. So nothing but love in Green Bay today. Very poetic. Going to take a time out. Come back with your phone calls. 804-327-0888. Oh, to be young and love and have millions of dollars. Man, unbelievable. Ben, you know something about that. Going to take a time out. And by the way, I said Ben Maitland would be a good candidate for The Bachelor. You know, I support this guy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write him in today. I can see him there. Atlanta Braves you know, Jersey, Ben Maitland. I'm nominating for the next version of The Bachelor. You heard Sports it King says it ain't so. <laughs> well, it could happen. You never know. We're going to take a time out, come back with your phone calls, much, much more in the Thursday edition of The Sports King Show. Don't touch that now. We'll be right back. 
Good, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 106.1. You're listening to the guy that was once addicted to brake fluid. But please don't worry, he says he can stop at any time. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. Welcome back, everyone. Thursday edition of Sports King. Thank you, Facebook Live. Thank you, Sports 1061. I'm watching all kinds of headlines. One of them is Dak Prescott under pressure this season. Is he under the most pressure? How can you be under the most pressure? You just signed $31.4 million. Go out and play football, son. If you're 8-8 eight and eight last year, just try to do better. You get another 30 next year. So who knows? But shouldn't feel that much pressure. I mean, he's got a new coach there. Go out and play. You're going to get paid regardless. You just won't get paid the type of money Patrick Mahomes is making. I did want to go back uh, because we didn't get a chance to really go into this much. But there was a story about an Arizona player. And I want to give you this one. Uh, Of course, an undrafted rookie who signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, You may or may not have heard about this. Lamont Braswell. What did he do? He drove his Chevy Camaro. I would say he drove his Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. As I pay homage to Don McLean, American Pie. But no, not that dry levee. Lamont Braswell drove his Chevy into the levee, but the levee was Lake Erie. The incident occurred Friday on June 26th around 6.30 p.m. when Braswell drove his orange Camaro, a beautiful car, off an embankment. Somehow it landed into the lake below. Thankfully, no one was hurt. The photos of the accident scene taken by police show damage outside of the vehicle. The Camaro was traveling at a high rate of speed, uh, much like the Duke boys in the uh, Dukes of Hazard. of course, took the orange Camaro up high and into the lake. The car veered off the road, drove down the shoreline, and then flew into the water off the South Bass Island. When the police arrived, they waded into the water, only to find Braswell still in the driver's seat, attempting to drive forward. You see, the situation here is when you're in a vehicle and you push the gas into the water, not going to work. It's not amphibious, my man. You need to do that on dry land. But evidently, Mr. Braswell... They noticed some slurred speech. When they asked him how he ended up in the lake, he couldn't explain. How did I get here? The officers uh, basically were told that he said, hey, I'm stuck. And, of course, the police took the pictures. He's sitting in there, and the rear bumper is partially detached. One muffler is completely ripped off the car. The airbags have deployed. He's sitting in the car, pressing the gas, and for some reason it's not moving. He said he's stuck. That's because you're in the middle of Lake Michigan, practically, my man, or whatever lake you're in. Uh, basically, he's in a situation where the Cardinals uh, have stated that he took a breath test, and basically it exceeded Ohio's legal blood alcohol content limit. He was the only passenger in the vehicle, and I guess he wasn't fishing and he wasn't swimming. He was sitting there. And for whatever reason, his Camaro would not move forward into the lake. Uh, You can't make this stuff up, folks. So that was something that stuck out at me. Beautiful car, and I don't know the mindset where you say, you know what, I've had a few drinks. And let's face it, uh, most of us have been there. We've had a few drinks. 
Have you ever said to yourself, you know, I'm going to take my car. Let me drive off this cliff or this little embankment into that water. That seems like a damn good idea. What do you say? No, not so much. I, As I said, folks, you can't make some of this up. NFL player drives into the water and then tells police, I'm stuck. Okay. If it works for you, who knows? Anyway, so that's the situation there, and uh, the young man is definitely in deep, deep trouble with Arizona, a situation that is ongoing there. But uh, the top story of our day is the fact that the Redskins' name uh, is kind of falling behind the wayside right now. The situation is more of what's going on in the building, which we're trying to find out more and more about that, and we'll touch base on that. I'd like to hear from you on that as well. 804-327-0888 is the number. How about the Houston Texans, Kenny Stills? He was arrested at the Brianna Taylor protest in Kentucky. This is a report, of course, after protesting at the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron to call for action in the death of Brianna Taylor. Stills was arrested. He's facing a charge of intimidating a participant in the legal process and a misdemeanor charge of disorderly contact, conduct and criminal trespass. This according to the Louisville Courier-Journal uh, that was reported there. Over 100 demonstrators marched from a local high school in Louisville to the attorney general's home to demand he file charges against the three officers involved in Taylor's death. So still was, was among them. Taylor, a 26-year-old EMT, was shot eight times as officers burst into her home on Springfield Drive, firing off over 20 rounds as they were conducting a narcotics investigation on March 13th. Stills and 86 other demonstrators were arrested Tuesday afternoon. Uh, LMPD spokesman Lamont Washington told the Courier-Journal that they were arrested due to the refusal to leave the property and the attempts to influence the decision of the Attorney General with their actions. He added that they were all given the opportunity to leave prior to be taken into custody and still said he would not leave. Still, the agency did not respond to the outlet's request for comment, but the wide receiver took to Twitter two days earlier to share information about the protest. Time to escalate, he said. The tweet still shared read, It's been 116 days since Breonna Taylor was murdered by the Louisville police. Not one single police officer has been held accountable. Time to put our bodies on the line. See you in Louisville next week. That's what he did. Stills is going into his second season with the Texans. He still has been in uh, a longtime outspoken critic on race relations and social injustices during his time with the Miami Dolphins. He became one of the first NFL players to kneel during the national anthem. He was due to appear in court uh, yesterday morning. We don't have the details of uh, what's happening with him from a legal standpoint, uh, but right now it uh, looks to be minor, uh, just trying to uh, make a statement there. But a situation very sad indeed. As I understand, of course, Brianna Taylor, uh, you talk about a situation that was way overdone in terms of uh, people shooting uh, some 20-plus times into this situation where they found it was the wrong home. So I understand the outrage there and what has happened is the situation that, uh, you know, you just shake your head in disbelief and you don't know how some of this stuff happens, how you can get it that wrong. But it's the situation, nonetheless, that uh, we'll be monitoring and seeing what happens with the situation. But Kenny Stills is a guy that stands up or, in this case, kneels down for what he believes in. And he's trying to, uh, you know, make a statement, and that's what's happening there. We'd love to hear from you today. Hello, Dan Whited from uh, Sacramento. Hello, Melissa Butler, Dallas, Texas. We thank you all for joining us, Facebook Live. 
and all of you that are tuning in today as we understand that uh, the Redskins situation, we thought it was only name situation only that we were worried about, and we're just getting used to that wafting over us to where we can say, you know what, okay, 87 years, a name that all of us uh, knew growing up, growing up with, and we were, uh, you know, of course, in the fight song and all the things and the colors and everything, the pageantry of going to a Redskins game, uh, that's all gone. It's a new name, a new day. We don't know what it's going to be. Right now, it's the Washington Football Club. But beyond that, within the last 24 hours, all hell has broken loose at uh, Redskin Park. There is to be an explosive story, and the word explosive has been underlined three times in terms of what's going to happen with the Washington Football Club in Ashburn, Virginia. Major upheaval there, of course, yesterday, the exodus of 16-year announcer Larry Michael, the play-by-play man for the Redskins, uh, and a guy that when you say, what did he mean to the team? You're talking about a guy that's there every day in the building. In the building, and I'll lay this out for you as best I can, when you walk into uh, Redskin Park, you have a television studio off in the building itself. It's not off into another area. It's in the building. So all the players and all the staff and everybody that ever gets interviewed, coaches, everybody, uh, you go into this room, you sit there with Larry. I've done it in that same building. I've been interviewed in that building. And when you sit there, uh, they get their own little studio. It's, it's a beautiful setup there. And it's a setup where you say, you know, we've got a good thing going here. And it seems like it's its own network. And everything is really centric on the Redskins. Larry covers it like nobody else. He covers training camp. He covers if there's an ankle injury or somebody has an incident every day, he's there to report on it, how a player's feeling, how they're recovering. Every single aspect of news involving the Redskins went through Larry Michael. Yesterday, Larry Michael abruptly, and I'll underline abruptly, retires after 16 years as a play-by-play man. And somebody I heard this morning talking about it said, why would he just retire like that? You know, it's not like it's a strenuous thing being a broadcaster. You get to sit behind a microphone and call a football game. It's not like he was just worn out from calling action. So that's why I'm wondering why he was either asked to leave or why he abruptly left. There's more to it than meets the eye, and that's why I want to find out what really is going on at Redskin Park. What's the situation there? A lot of speculation, a lot of innuendo. If you're reading some of the Twitter and some of the Facebook and some of the Instagram stuff out there, it really ranges and runs a gamut from A to Z in terms of all the things it could be. But like I say, we can speculate that the cows come home. We don't know until this bombshell report is released, but we understand it is going to be wide-ranging. It's not just one person. This is going to be a lot of folks involved in this overall situation as far as the Washington Redskins or Washington football team. Now, in a week where we just got used to hearing the fact they're going to change the name, we're all thinking about what that name will be. Now we understand there's major upheaval at Redskin Park. Nothing to do with the name. It's everything else under the sun, dating back potentially to the Jay Gruden era, back with Bruce Allen back uh, many years ago. So this has been something going on for some time, and evidently somebody's blown a whistle in a big way. And there's all kinds of situations going on right now. So we're going to keep you up to date on that as we go along. So that is our current situation with the Washington football team. We'll love to hear from you before the show ends today. 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number as we uh, move forward on this Thursday, heading to the Friday edition 
of the program. I'm sure by tomorrow we'll know a lot more, and uh, we will keep you up to date on all of that as it happens. One thing I wanted to point out, switching gears to the golf world, is the transformation of uh, Bryson DeChambeau's body and what he has done in terms of turning his body around from a power standpoint. Uh, He has been absolutely crazy off the tee. Uh, You know, he's been uh, 29 drives he's hit, 29 drives off the tee of over 350 yards. So when I say this guy's locked in and you wonder why, when you look at the numbers in terms of top tens and where he fits in terms of golf's hierarchy, when you look at Bryson DeChambeau off the tee with the added strength that he's added to his body and the size that he's added, uh, he's basically more than double uh, what other players are doing off the tee in terms of his drives, 29 times over 350. That's not just something uh, that's an anomaly that happens here and there. He's doing this consistently well over 350 yards. When you do that, uh, basically in the past, he averaged around 323 yards. So he's up over 20.5 yards per uh, drive attempt. He's on pace to be the first player since 2005 to increase his driving accuracy by 20 yards from one season to the next. And you may say, well, it's only 20 yards. Folks, off the tee, that is monumental. That is game-changing, and that's going to get you in the top 10 quite a bit. The next largest increase belongs to some guy named Tiger Woods, who increased his driving distance by 14.2 yards from 2004 to 2005. So the biggest jump I've seen in a long time is this year, Bryson DeChambeau, a 20.5 drive increase. Man, would I love that off the tee for me. Uh, Man, anybody I think would love that. The massive distance has left DeChambeau just 149.2 yards to the hole on average. So you wonder why he's winning tournaments. If your short iron play is good and you're hitting it off the tee the way he's hitting it, if you end up and you're basically a, you know, a, a, a simple wedge away from the hole, 149 yards, these guys are hitting that uh, basically pitching wedges. I mean, this is how hard these guys hit the ball. That's on pace to pass Bubba Watson uh, for 149.8, uh, who's that close uh, in the 2014-2015 season for the shortest distance in a single season. So Bryson DeChambeau, when you look at his numbers on the PGA Tour, and you look at why he's up near the top of the leaderboard, it's because he's big off the tee, uh, bigger than he's been in a long time throughout his career, and he's also closer to the hole with his next shot. So when you have the opportunity to go hunting for the flag with regularity, you can see why he's doing what he's doing. DeChambeau is currently 27.1 yards longer than the PGA Tour average thus far this season. That's another reason why when you're that much further ahead of the guys you're playing with, uh, you have an opportunity. And I can tell you this. He is really a guy that's standing out in terms of improving his body. But listen to how many guys will go to him and ask for advice. What are you doing? What are you eating? What are you doing? How can I lift? Who's your uh, strength guy? Because I want to talk to that guy to help me so I can be long off the tee and I can be in contention. Because when you get in that top 10 range consistently, you're making a lot of money. And he's in a situation now where if he's not winning, he's normally in that top 10 or less. And he's in a situation where he's going to be able to make a lot of money this year and in subsequent years because of the changes he's made to his body. He used to be a little bit flabby, a little bit, uh, you know, not so strong looking. If you look at his body makeup now, and he's proud to take his shirt off now and show you what he's done. He's really worked hard uh, to improve himself. But when you look at the obvious changes in his game, 
uh, and you look at all of the things that he's done to improve himself, is just amazing. So he's 149 yards uh, basically to the pin after his drive. And when you do that, you got a chance to win every single week. So hats off to Bryson DeChambeau who is just really electric in terms of what he's doing on the golf course. A guy that, if you haven't watched him, you've got to watch him off the tee because he really is smacking the heck out of it. And uh, as Phil Mickelson said, he's hitting bombs. And so Bryson DeChambeau is the guy that is, and I think as you get to the end of the year with the Masters, he's a guy you're going to have to look at as a real contender because he's really striking the ball well. Going to take a timeout, come back to the final 15. Your phone calls as well, 804 327 0888 on a day where we wait for the news that we don't want to hear, but we think is coming about the Redskins organization. And man, we don't want to hear it, but we know it's on its way. All that and more as the Sports King continues on this Thursday morning. Hi, this is Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear, Hall of Famer. You listen to my friend Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Looking for a top tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Facebook Live, Sports 1061. And during the commercial break, as I'm wanting to, love talking to my colleagues, uh, Ben Maitland among them, E of Atlanta Braves fandom. Forest Light as well. Shailene Woodley, I think he likes her too. But Big Al jumped in, and he comes into the studio and jumps on the microphone and says he's going to call in. Here's the thing with Big Al, Richmond legend we know, on the show from 8 to 10 before I am live. If you ever ask me to call in, I'm a team player. See, I go to Big Al, I call Big Al, I do whatever I can to support Big Al because that's the guy I am. So I said, Big Al, how about coming on the Sports King show? Well, of course, he calls me Hoss, which he always does. In terms of endearment, I guess he calls everybody Hoss. So he said, yeah, yeah, Hoss, I'll, I'll call you. But it wasn't that feeling of love, the feeling of endearment that we should have as colleagues. It was one of those situations where I'm like, come on, Big Al, what's going on? I mean, I know you're a Richmond legend. I know you've got a lot going for you. You know, how about a little bit of something for the effort? So Big Al may or may not call back here in a few minutes and give his two cents on the Redskins. But, you know, here's the thing, Al. I should have a daily rant about Big Al because I'm not feeling the mutual love that should exist between colleagues. And it's very frustrating sometimes when I give so much of myself to Big Al and sometimes he doesn't return the love. But I digress. Anyway, Big Al is on the uh, here he is and just when i'm trying to trash him he actually called i'm sorry big al without further ado welcome to the sports king program thank you for calling in hoss you're doing a great job thank you hoss so what's going on big al with this redskin situation what's your what's your take 
Is that Big Al getting a call during my show? What, what's going on, Big Al? I mean, we can't. This is live radio. I need you focused on the program. When I when you call in, I can't have any outside influences. What's going on? Uh, you asked me to be a part of the show, and I'm more than happy to do it. There, we'll just have to call you the Saint from now. You you've elevated from King to Saint. Okay, so as much money as you're making for this appearance, Big Al, you need to give me your very best here in the final minutes of the Sports King program. I understand you're going on vacation. Before you go, all heck is breaking loose. What's your take on this Redskin deal? I know we're just trying to digest the name, and now everything else seems to be falling apart in Ashburn. Well, obviously the uh, the wheels will come off the bus uh, up in Washington and it starts at the top, as you know, and it's worked its way uh, down through the ranks uh, to your to your twin brother. And uh, I know y'all are best of friends, Mister uh, Larry Michael. And so, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, I don't know. Okay. We talked about it for an hour this morning, and uh, you, you gave me a little uh, tip off there about seven fifty eight this morning that something was going to happen, and uh, we just, uh, looked into things, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've given up calling my daughter to call you, so I, I really do appreciate those, uh, those kind words you were using a moment ago. Well, Big Al, you're a Richmond legend. Of course, I remember listening to you as a small boy uh, growing up, and uh, it's been an honor to follow you after your show. Of course, Sports Phone with Big Al, 8 to 10. I understand you're going on vacation. Can you let us in? What's happening on this vacation, Big Al? I'm actually I'm flying to Atlanta, then going to Tuscaloosa to meet with Eli Gold and Nick Saban. Wow! Look at you. Yep, that's we, what I'm we doing. do carry the Crimson Tide. It's assignment. It's not a vacation. You're on assignment with. Okay, so here's the deal. So Bob Willoughby, Ben Maitland can't help me get on the G5 with you to go visit with Eli Gold and Nick Saban. I, I don't get any of that love. You're going there to meet with Coach wait Saban and Eli Gold. What's going on? Wait wait a minute. Do you think Willoughby's behind you got anything to do with this? This is on my I, own dime, Jack. Okay. Well, you're talking about one of the richest broadcasters in the industry, Big Al. He's up there, and he's going to be dining with uh, – Nick Saban and Eli Gold. That's that's a very elite company, my yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, I'm one of the richest. <laughs> I have it on good. There's a gold saying there, Jamie. No hope, no hope and dope. I have it on good yeah. authority that uh, Nick Saban will be footing the bill for that dinner. I was going to say, who picks up that tab? <laughs> well, you put the three of us in a hat. Well, it'd be Gold, myself, and Saban. And I think you can figure out who makes the most coin. Now, have you spent time with Coach in the past? Do you know him previously, or will this be a first for Big Al? I've, I've dined with Mr. Gold before, and this will be my first meeting with Saban. Okay, the question I have for you, Big Al, at any point, will you refer to Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaches of all time, as Hoss? You know, he... Actually, I've heard he likes to be called Hoss because he's not a real big guy. Right. Okay. And hey, where what did do you Hoss think go- going on in Washington? I mean, we've read what happened about the Costa Rica 2013 and all that kind of information that was laid out in, in once uh, in the Daily Snark. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Now, my gut feeling is this is going to drill Snyder right out of D.C. ownership because it's a Jerry Richardson-esque type of thing. What do you think, Moose? Hey, 
Now, Moose, uh, well, I can tell you there are allegations. <laughs> there are all kinds of uh, speculations. I have read everything. Once again, all allegations, everything from blaming Snyder. There's been trafficking. There's been drugs. There's been racism. There's been sexism. There's been all these isms out there. He's been blamed for everything but the Kennedy assassination. So who knows when all the Facebook, Twitter, uh, all of the different uh, uh, social media things. Big Al, I'm just grateful that as we came up, we didn't have to deal with all of these social media aspects of today. But I'm telling you, there's something brewing there beneath the surface. I don't know what it is but i know snyder is being blamed and by the folks that don't like him as you mentioned they may be riding him out on a rail um i, I think it, before they put him on the rail they're going to tar and feather him and uh again going back to the, the movie we talked about earlier today a good example of that was little big man that was today or yesterday i think yesterday but uh yeah you want to say classic tar and feathering now uh, check out that movie to go with mule skinner I, it's Obviously, they were doing things they shouldn't have been doing, and somebody has let the cat out of the bag. And it'll, I'm happy if he's gone. And it looks like you know your boy, your other twin brother, Bezos, might be the guy angling. I read one thing where he's willing to put up five billion to buy the whole thing, lock, stock, and barrel. Now, Ben, he's calling Jeff Bezos my twin. Yeah, real similar, especially especially bank accounts. Jeff Bezos says he wants to potentially buy the Washington football team. You that can happen. Be serious. Well, I do know this. What do you say, Coach Ogeron? Just out of curiosity, down there in LSU, what's going on? Go Tigers! As long as he's down now, that's a guy I'd like to have lunch with. Is Ed Ogeron? Of course, we could have maybe lunch or dinner with him. And we could definitely, uh, you know, call him Hoss. I think he would like that. But anyway, getting back He's to the Redskins, by the, by, the time, by the time you get back from your Nick Saban, Eli Gold meeting, of course, I don't know how long this is going to last, but when you get back, there should be breaking news. And maybe tomorrow you can jump on with me on the Sports King program and we'll talk about this in greater detail because something is going down with the skins. We don't know what, but uh, do you feel in terms of a name change, do you have one that you recommend or that you want to see? I think the Washington Sports Kings would be a great name. You know what? This is why the guy is a legend. This is why the guy deserves, and I, in my opinion, a humble opinion, a, a monument to him, a statue outside of the building. But then again, maybe some of the folks that uh, don't like listening, Big Al will tear it down. Who knows? But no, I believe a statue well, should be put up. A statue yeah, of Big Al should be put, put up in front of the building. Right, uh, yeah. Put me up in a nut house. Hey, uh, <laughs> Hoss, the, uh, uh, there is the Big Al Haters Club, and it's alive and well still in Richmond. There are card carrying, card holders, card carrying members that still uh, have meetings, the Big Al Haters Club. So Big Al Haters Club. But Big Al, uh, yeah. let's face it, universally loved by men, women, children alike. Big Al, a Richmond legend. This guy's been doing it uh, for so many years. Uh, I remember back as a wee lad listening to Big Al on the old uh, radio. and uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, no hope and dope. Keep saying that to yourself. Let it be your mantra. No I grew up listening dope. to this man. I grew up listening to this man and have such admiration for him and what he's done in the industry, folks. You're talking about a true legend, Big Al. I call him BAC, Big Al Coleman, getting it done here on Sports 1061. Thank you for joining us, Al. Enjoy your dinner with uh, Nick Saban and uh, hopefully Eli Gold. You guys have a great night, and I want to hear details on that deal.
We're spending the weekend together at a lake resort, the three of us. What? How am I yeah, not part of this deal? How am I not part of You didn't even invite me. It. Oh, you arranged it hey, with Nick uh, Saban. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to do it. Okay. So, Enjoy your you weekend, my man. Great weekend. Thank you, Big and Al. I hope we can talk tomorrow. Uh, I hope so, too. Lands, I'll get to my rental car and I'll call you. Give him, an act, give him the hook real quick, please. Thanks, man. So here's the deal. The legend himself, Big Al, with Nick Saban, Eli Gold, they're having dinner. I wasn't invited to soiree. I, I don't get it. Uh, Big Al, you just when you think you know somebody. Just when you think you know somebody and you have love for someone, you think they're going to invite you. Would it have been so hard for me to get on that G5 with Big Al, fly down there to Tuscaloosa and be with them? No, I don't even get a call about this, but it is what it is. Anyway. The unfolding of the Redskins. It's happening before our eyes. We'll let you know tomorrow on the Sports King program on a Friday uh, what's going to happen. Will there be anything left of the building when it's all said and done? Explosive report coming your way tomorrow. We'll keep you up to date. Follow me on Facebook. And we thank you, on, and of course, on Facebook Live as well as Sports 1061. We'll see you tomorrow. Another edition with maybe the final days of Daniel Snyder. Have a great day, everyone. For Ben, I'm Jamie. And for the traveling, Big Al down to Tuscaloosa. Have a safe trip. We'll see you tomorrow.